It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Security Token Show. It's another Monday and it's another great week of Security Token News. I'm your host, Hurricanes, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Solomon. We are excited to get into a great, great show, aren't we, Kyle? Yeah, we are. It's another amazing week in the security token industry. But before we dive into the episode today, I do want to thank our sponsor, which is this week, Accrue. Now, they have their new properties, Fry and Levitt, that are live on the platform, and you can invest with as simple as a click to now participate in these real estate properties. They are recently redeveloped for as little as 750 bucks. Fry and Levitt are both located in the culturally rich and walkable neighborhood of the Ukrainian village in downtown Chicago, where some of the most stable multifamily markets in the country are, according to CoStar. The assets themselves, Fairchild Acquisition Sponsor, has had over 20 years of experience with multifamily assets in the Chicago and Milwaukee areas. And Fry and Levitt, both the street names, by the way, offer a wide range of amenities, including the balconies, patios, and high-end kitchen and bathrooms, meaning you're going to get some great tenants. Investors on the Accrue platform benefit from access to directly investing into these properties while having enhanced liquidity, flexible hold times, and quarterly cash distributions from those tenants we talked about earlier. Sign up on the Accrue platform now to qualify for a special limited time offer where if you buy 10 tokens, you actually get an extra one free. So a pretty good discount set up if you're trying to invest in real estate, maybe for the first time or as a real estate mogul. That's definitely a sweet deal. Go check out Accrue. It's that they make this show possible thanks to them. So with that, let's get into the top five. What do you need to know happening right now? Well, number five, HSBC, folks, one of the biggest banks in the world. They are officially hiring for tokenization. Two positions. They're one of the most known banks in tokenization right now. And I love to hear what they said here. They say it's, quote, a new topic and its strategic and risk appetite considerations are evolving quickly, which means that their clients are starting to say, hey, we want tokenization. You better be ready. And moving into number four, we have Brazil launching their central bank digital currency. It's not slated until 2024. However, with the newest updates, they say that the IMF has actually looked at their proposal, given feedback, and they're building a template that hopefully other central banks may model the, their issuance off of, which is something that Brazil calls themselves flattered to be a part of. And of course, their goal is to encourage banks to tokenize other assets. And as we've seen with the tokenization space, once you get some of your money on chain, it's useful to have everything else there as well, which means it's pretty bullish for security tokens. You bet. And speaking of central banks, number three, also a central bank digital currency announcement, a little bigger because it's from the UK, folks. What's being now known as called Britcoin, which by the way, the Bank of England does not want you to call it that because they say it's not crypto, it's a digital pound, folks. Bank of England and the Treasury are working on the digital pound 
with a $20,000 pound limit so as to not hoarding the tokens, the, the currency by individuals, which is a very interesting take. Definitely go check that out. Look out for Bitcoin, two to three year timeline coming soon. Number two, we have an update on something that we covered a few years ago that was pretty big news when it launched. That was the Republic Note. This was a security token issued by Republic, the largest crowdfunding portal for Reg CF deals. They subscribed over, I think it was $16 million in a Reg D for what was essentially a revenue share for their platform of a basket of different assets created on the platform. They also did a second issuance now, raised over 3 million that was oversubscribed with an additional waitlist for more. I don't know why they didn't just do the 5 million crowdfund, but that's not my, my problem. However, it's going really well. They're tokenizing on Algorand Republic, still making moves in the tokenization space. Love to see that, Kyle. And last but definitely not least, in fact, the most important we think you got to pay attention to is, we uh, talked about this last week shortly, is the Liechtenstein LCX exchange officially launching a $10 million euro bond approved by the FMA of Liechtenstein. But also what this means it is also qualified for 29 countries in the European Union. So that is good stuff. A lot of access to a Euro T7 bond, which of course Sam Sachs will get into a little bit, but a great opportunity. Tokenization is taking over the world, folks, in all facets. So with that, let's get into what's happening over at the institutional side with Peter Gaffney. Welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors, where we actually implement tokenization strategies for asset managers across the board. We've been noticing the trend and the uptick in real-world asset RWA inquiries from a number of players, both in the TradFi space and in the digital asset spaces. So there's a couple angles here in that regard specifically. A few episodes ago, in episode 172, we discussed what Ondo Finance did by holding PIMCO and BlackRock Treasury and Money Market ETFs in a separate vehicle, tokenizing interest in that vehicle, offering them to investors, right? So this is basically on-chain offering. The motivation here was to enable stablecoin holders to rotate funds from non-asset-backed stablecoins to yield-generating products all on-chain. This is one example of firms looking towards existing yield-generating yield products moving kind of away from the crypto native yield that's been seen in DeFi and through organizations like BlockFi, Gemini Earn, etc. The usual names we've been hearing about all 2022. All right, so where am I headed with this? I'd say that native digital assets and traditional finance institutions alike are recognizing and kind of tapping into the capabilities of asset tokenization. Keep in mind, it's pretty rare that both cohorts, crypto and TradFi, see quite eye to eye on the singular topic, right? We even have Ari Paul, well-known, respected chief investment officer of Block Tower Capital, writing to all of his following and to his investors, incredible how much is getting built around the real-world assets theme, most of it invisible to crypto natives since most of it is not yet connected to public chains. We're going to see and we're going to have 20 varieties of tokenized treasury bills within two years. That's what he said. He goes on to paint the picture about how roughly $100 billion worth of capital will flow into compliant products directly, rather than to entities like BlockFi, Celsius, and Gemini types. So these products are indeed deemed real-world assets on-chain. A handful of the banks and the large asset managers that we've been involved with, or we've been seeing involved with this type of work from a more private and permission standpoint, 
However, things are slowly moving towards the more public side as rooms continue to build on chains like Ethereum, Avalanche, Polygon, and other Layer 1, Layer 2 blockchains. Lastly, as the nail in the coffin for today's bit, LCX, a crypto-native marketplace in Liechtenstein, actually issued its first regulatory-compliant 10 million euro bond. This is part of a larger initiative called LCX Earn that, is, that will use only compliant tokenized bonds to generate yield for investors. This initial issuance is structured as a fixed income corporate bond yielding 7% annually. The funds will be used to will be invested for liquidity growth at LCX exchange itself and for general operational development at LCX, usual for a corporate bond. Again, a crypto native firm coming over to the compliant tokenization side. We love to see that. We've been calling that for quite some time now. That is all for today's institutional updates. I'm sending it over to Sam Sachs now for this week's market updates. Hello and happy Monday. We begin the week stronger as the total trading security token market cap is back over $15.3 billion. And leading the charge is T0. Yup. After announcing its sunset to T0 crypto, the initial sell-off was quickly bought back and is now up over 6% from the announcement, trading at $4.20 per token. And now we have the market minute, where I try to break down everything in one minute. Clock ready? Let's go. HSBC is hiring for digital asset and tokenization jobs. Tokenization will be focused on asset tokenization use cases required to make complex business and project decisions that contribute to a high-value strategic initiative. And next up, Bamboo System Technology Limited, Africa's leading online brokerage firm, announced that it has been granted a digital sub-broker license from Nigeria's Securities and Exchange Commission, allowing the company to operate in the Nigerian capital market as well as include Nigerian securities on its platform. SEC's issuance of the license to Bamboo ensures oversight of the relationship with its sponsoring broker at Lambeth Capital, while also empowering it to enter into partnerships with multiple brokers to serve its clients. The license will also enable Bamboo to deepen its relationship with financial service providers to offer API services. Finally, do you remember a public note back in 2020 where public sought to raise capital for a security that provides purchasers with a portion of the income generated by the investment? crowdfunding platform. At the time, Republic raised about $16 million in a sold-out Reg D 506C offering to accredited investors. Simultaneously, Republic filed a Form 1A to enable non-accredited investors to participate in the securities offering, pitched as a digital asset. Unfortunately, the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, struggled to qualify the Reg A offering. This week, a Reg CF offering emerged for Republic Core as a part of a limited allocation of the Republic note. The offering is already fully funded at $3 million, with over 937 reservations and investments, with the waitlist for investors that did not make the cut. At the same time, a Reg D offering was filed seeking $600,000. And I know I went over, but there was so much news this week. Next week, we're definitely getting inside the market minute. But for now, that's all. Have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. And diving into our main topic this week for the Security Token Show, we're going to be diving into the three easy steps in tokenizing an asset. We're talking about real-world assets and all types of things that you can invest in from an institutional or investment banking perspective. And it really is that simple. There's only a couple steps here, and we're ready to dive into it today. So you want to tokenize a real-world asset, huh? You showed up to the right place. It is as easy as that. It's three easy steps. We're going to break it down a little, but follow here. Number one, securitization. 
This is the concept of actually taking the asset and putting it into an entity so that you can tokenize the entity, which is step two. You got to find that technology solution. You got to digitize the cap table of that entity so that you can do three, issue and sell the stock in that entity representing that asset. It's as easy as that. So there's three core pillars here, right? And so when we talk about securitization, I think this is a term that is kind of foreign. It's really almost like a jargony term. Not not many people actually know exactly what securitization means, but really what you're talking about here is this the regulatory side of creating an, invest, an investment asset. Could you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. A little history to securitization became most popular actually when it came to the concept of bundling loans. So mortgages and other asset-backed securities were bundled together in order to remove a lot of the risk. Where one failed, you have a whole pool of other loans to kind of account for the risk and create a more streamlined, uh, risk-averse and investable product. Uh, this is called, Kyle, securitization. And this actually was well-known or became more well-known to the public because of the OA crisis, right? We saw this huge real estate crash because of all of these NBSs, mortgage-backed securities, uh, ABSs, these securitizations of all these different mortgages, right? So what we are now seeing is you can actually use that same concept. Very, very simple. Kyle, you have an asset. Could be a piece of art, could be a business, could be a real estate property or title. To securitize that, you'd set up an entity, typically an LLC, very useful for limited liability purposes. Uh, and you would then now have the asset assigned to that entity. So now the entity owns the asset, not you, but you're 100% owner of that entity. So you're still the true owner of that asset. The difference is, is you've created what we call a financial wrapper around that asset, which is the entity, which is stock. Uh, that's step one. Okay, so basically, this is useful for non-traditionally traded assets, right? Because we've talked about this quite a bit with real estate, for example, in the security token industry. You can't just trade shares of a real estate deed or of the actual ownership documents there, right? You need to put it into something that can be much easier to trade. In this case, we see it often with LLCs. We see it often with corporate structures like that internationally as well, where you're putting it in a more familiar business structure, but you have that underlying asset included inside of it that then makes it easier to manage as well as from a regulatory perspective, it's easier to understand what's actually going on. This is definitely arguably the most complex part of this whole thing, because what this really means is filing entities, legal documents. This is where you hire a good lawyer to help you out with all of this. It's right. typically not advised that you go and do these things on your own. Hire great securities counsel to help you set up and structure your securitization of your asset. Uh, but it's a good point, Kyle, because I speak to many real estate agents, for example, and when they hear tokenization, especially with NFTs and other things, uh, fractionalization means tokenization, means security tokens, which means securitization. Yeah. So you are not trading the title or the deed, like you said, you are trading the entity. And that's a very, very big step number one. Okay. So the bulk of the work of actually doing a tokenized asset is actually you know, making your bed with respect to setting up well known regulatory structure. And, and I, that's kind of really where a lot of the work goes in. But now let's talk about the tech side. So step two is about digitizing the asset. Once we have it securitized, we have it in our corporate structure, we feel good about where we're at, what does the tech component of digitizing the cap table look like? 
So, of course, digitizing the cap table is this big concept of actually tokenizing. Securization okay. has been around for decades, as sure. we just discussed. Uh, this is a big breakthrough because typically when you set up that LLC, where you're managing your capitalization table, which is your ownership stack, right? If we both have a business, he owns it, I own it, we are both on the cap table with our respective ownership. Guess how that's typically managed, folks? In an Excel sheet. Uh, not very sexy, especially for private assets, especially when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars worth of securities that are again being stored on an Excel sheet, typically managed by the issuer. Therefore, you have this problem where you can't just go around easily trading, easily right. selling, right? You're stuck kind of beholden to the company. So this is the major change that unlocks that benefit by actually taking that Excel sheet essentially and uploading it to the digitization provider, typically also a transfer agent, but doesn't have to be. A transfer agent, for those who don't know, is a legal entity designed to allow you to manage your cap table on your behalf. But this technology platform, per the blockchain, sets up a very nice, easy ledger system, aka a cap table, and assigns the right level of tokens to the, the person. And you need usually what's either called an issuance platform and a blockchain in order to make that happen. So once you've got your asset, you can then find one of these platforms, evaluate which one works best for you, and then go ahead and follow their instructions on how you go ahead and digitize your cap table. Yeah, I think this is a really great point that I'd like to dive into for two main reasons, right? I think that digitizing the cap table is more than just having a fancy graphic of, of who owns shares. There are reasons why you wanna do this. The, the first reason here is actually just because of shareholder management. So when you have different shareholders that need to change their sizes, are looking to change their position or move their assets from one place to another, traditionally, this is a really complex process. You need each individual person to get sign off from lawyers. You might need signatures that are notarized from different agents. You need to manage this process because of the fact we don't have a central authority that is managing the different distributions. By digitizing the cap table, a lot of these things can be streamlined in the same way that you can use DocuSign to sign an to sign a, a contract these days. In the same way, we need to build what is essentially DocuSign for cap table management. And a lot of that can be provided from centralized providers like we've seen examples of in the different markets. However, the blockchain piece adds a, a lot of additional benefits as well, especially when we're talking about international access. When you're talking about multiple different countries that have different regulatory frameworks, a lot of this stuff can get very complicated very quickly and you need to have different intermediaries that are participating. So by standardizing what's going on, by using a blockchain to do that, you can make that process much more efficient and saves a lot of that administrative work, which no one really wants to do. AKA that tokenization, that digitization, a much smarter and better Excel sheet. Exactly. And of exactly. course, we've got another 170 other episodes you can go check out on <laughs> the real, real benefits and the meat of it. But to number three, now we've actually set ourselves up so we can do whatever we want, Okay. right? So if I set up a business and maybe I want to assign co-founders or employee shares, a better, easier way to do that. I want to go ahead and raise capital for my business and sell new shares to those investors. A better streamlined way to do that. A digital process. They're issued their shares through this platform. 
uh, and they can now have their ownership and invest in your company. Of course, the benefits of liquidity, right? This idea that I can now transfer my stock to you before needed to go through lawyers, needed to go through the company, very complicated. Now I've got a plethora of options. Many of the platforms enable over-the-counter or direct transfers, right? Peer-to-peer. -peer. I can send my stock to Kyle and the, uh, all the administrative stuff gets updated in the back end. Nobody needed to be bothered. Perhaps I don't want to go out and find a direct person to deal with. I can find a broker-dealer platform, a marketplace to go ahead and list my tokens and do that. Again, impossible to do when this was living on an Excel sheet. You can get leverage and loans and all kinds of other cool stuff too, can't you? Absolutely right. And so when we look at our three steps, our step one is the regulatory component, making sure you're compliant with the jurisdictions that you're working in. Step two is, is building the tech, is, is trying to figure out, okay, how do we make this a more efficient and cost-effective process? And then step three is the actual financing, the actual banking side of this is, okay, well, what are we gonna do with the structure we've created in a tech environment? What are we actually doing from a capital formation perspective. And this piece, the third step, is really the one that actually requires having a high quality asset, right? You could securitize anything. You could add that cap table onto a tech platform, but you need to create things that people would like to purchase, would like to invest in, and, and figure out what are those innovative mechanics. Those are our three steps. As we talk about quite a bit, creating the origination on chain is so valuable because converting from the old way of doing it to the new way is a very labor-intensive process. And some of the most successful issuances we've seen are where they start and they originate from the beginning on chain. They do this all from the start and it saves a lot of headache from down the line. Folks, this is the mega trend of the century in finance. Tokenization in three easy steps, securitization, digitization, and token issuance. Folks, if you have questions, thoughts, feedback, please send them in. We're going to end our show now with our companies of the week, but of course, uh, let us know. And to wrap up our show this week, Herwig and I are going to dive into our companies of the week where we like to highlight two businesses that are doing some truly amazing things and deserve a little bit of recognition for their innovation. Herwig, it's episode 175 this week. Could you talk a little bit more about your company of the week? Oh, with pleasure. This one comes out of Nigeria. It's a brand new entrant to the industry. Always love those first time winners on the show, Kyle. Gotta give it out to who we heard from earlier by Sam. Bamboo, folks. Bamboo, they now have their SEC license in Nigeria in order to basically do everything when it comes to security tokens, hopefully become that marketplace that everybody goes to to trade in Nigeria. And remember, or maybe you don't know, but it's a massive country, folks. There's over 40 million companies in Nigeria, a GDP of $440 billion. Well, you want to know the problem? Less than 200 companies as of 2020 were listed publicly mm. available to invest in. Massive opportunity. Awesome job, Bamboo, for going through the hard work of educating the regulators and getting that license approval. Welcome to the industry. This is absolutely crucial. Great to see that they're building on the blockchain technology so that we can have that interoperability from around the world. Kyle? Let us know who you got. Mine is not a first-time winner. This is a repeat winner, but the first of 2023, and it's LCX. They were our number one piece of news this week. They issued a 10 million euro bond. The 
T-U-R-T-7 bond where they're offering 7% yield. I thought this was great because they got approval from the Liechtenstein jurisdiction and regulators in order to issue this. They have approval to take investment from 29 or 30 different countries across the European theater. And they're offering a high quality asset, which is a 7% yielding debt instrument. This seems like something really exciting. They've got a $1,000 minimum investment. So anybody is able to invest in this and it's a pretty good yield for them based in Europe. I thought this was great. Wanted to shout them out for doing some cool stuff. Absolutely. That's a fantastic choice. And hopefully they have great success now that they're going live with it. And of course, that's our show. That's the Security Token Show. Uh, hopefully you'll catch us again next Monday. Hopefully you learned about tokenization. As I mentioned earlier, Kyle and I, we're available on LinkedIn, Twitter. Reach out with your questions, your thoughts. Check out stm.co for all the latest trading information our what's dripping newsletter sign up for that comes out every monday as well uh, and of course happy tokenizing